Okay, welcome to our podcast without a name, and who cares what the episode number is because that's we've just totally a gotten gone. Okay, so today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about reality. I've decided <laughs> okay. because I think that it's like how come we have such difficult times that that's not proper grammar. How can we have such a difficult time acknowledging reality as human beings? Do you need me to elaborate? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's take the inauguration. All right. The inauguration happened, and you have the press secretary coming on to TV telling us that it was the biggest inauguration ever witnessed by mankind. Okay. Let's... let's Might not be the best <laughs> example to start with, because that's just a lie. That it's is not. Lie. That's not acknowledging not acknowledging reality that is lying about what you know to be true okay well i mean we can play devil's advocate and say maybe they were talking about the internet views as well that's possible but even then i mean how would you be able to quantify that yeah okay um no but it is but but that's what i'm saying is like acknowledging your flaws okay let's say that it it wasn't the biggest inauguration attendance clearly yeah like, that's just fact. Why even bring it up? Like, why not acknowledge, like, oh, we didn't have the biggest inauguration. Who cares? Let's get to work. Like, it's this crazy, like, trying to save face that we all do where it's like we don't acknowledge our actual flaws and we're just always defending ourselves mm -hmm. on things that don't even matter. Yeah, unfortunately, I think the one of the problems is is that we think everything matters. Mm. We think everything matters and that everyone is looking at you through the filter that you have of your own. So when you start defending and justifying, it is, it is your way of protecting yourself from what you think somebody else is going to say or think about you. Right. Um, so let's just take the inauguration, for instance. My, my feeling, and I'm not inside anybody's head, but my feeling is that perhaps they were disappointed in the turnout right. and thought, you know, they've believed every other lie we've told. Let's just say <laughs> that it was the biggest ever intended and how proud we are of it. And then all of, all of the people who believe what we say will think we did and that somehow everybody else lied and conspired to make it mm -hmm. look like it wasn't true. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what goes on somebody's brain to go that far. I like to think that when I make up my lies to protect myself, yeah. I just do it like with the person I'm in front of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe I recruit from other people. You know, later on in the day, I'm like, hey, can you believe what happened earlier? And I'm pretty sure they thought this, but this is what really happened. Just like when you're confronted with the truth, that's, you know, that's like the end game, you'd, you'd think. You'd think when somebody is confronted with the truth, irrefutable facts right in front of their face, and they're just caught red-handed, they'll be like, oh. My yeah, bad. My bad. <laughs> but it never happens. I, I've told that example I've told on this before. So when I cut in line mm -hmm. at the customs thing, I was still trying to justify it to them. It's like, no. There's no justifying it at that point. You did something bad. You did something stupid. You can say to them, my bad, man. 
I'm really, but I'm doing, really it anyway. doing it anyway. <laughs> but instead, you're still trying to justify. It's almost like we're trying to save face. Yeah. Or you know? like you're trying to make them the bad guy so that you're not. Yeah, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you allow me to be here? This is, you know, I, I'm in a bigger hurry than you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, even though you have no idea if that's true or not. Um, yeah, but the reason, the other part is like we were, we won't go into the details of it, but you were dealing with somebody who was confronted with facts and was somehow trying to defend themselves as if they were the good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, and it happens all the time. And and I'll, I I just want to preface all this with by I believe that you and I do this a lot. Oh, no, I said that from the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure that we're not saying other people do this and we think they're bad because they do it. No, it's just human nature or something in us um, that when something happens. You know, it's the first to sue looks like the good guy. Mm. There's something yeah, about yeah. that, that if they're, you know, if you didn't sue me, <laughs> then you must not have thought I did something wrong. And so I'm, before you get a chance to do that, I'm going to make you look like the bad guy. I'm going to call you the bad guy, the quote defendant. Mm. Um, in any, in any of those confrontational kind of interchanges with other people, when, you know, there may not even really be a right or wrong. You know, there's not a good or a bad. There's actually just two different people. But when there are facts involved, I think that's where it gets a little screwier. But people are really good at lying to themselves, especially if they're, if they're defending themselves for something that's happened, not just this moment, but yesterday or a week ago mm. or a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I still have, it comes up all the time, business transactions where their side thought one thing, my side th- thought another, and I'm still occasionally will run it through my brain and go, "Are you kidding me? Why are you still? This? There's no no ounce of that left anywhere in reality, but my brain brings it up once in mm-hmm. a while, and I feel like I need to defend myself. Right? It's crazy. I don't I, I don't really know the reasons. I have lots of theories. One of my theories is that we are hardwired to look for bad things and to defend ourselves to like just survive right. as an animal. So when you look at something you don't know, you automatically assume that it's bad and you start, you know, defending yourself. Yeah, the defense first before. Yeah, just in case just it happens case. to be yeah, bad yeah. and you're caught off guard. You don't want to yeah. be caught off guard. So we're kind of hardwired for that. So when a quote confrontation or a. Um, disagreement or a bad thing happens or something that you consider to be a bad thing, whether you admit it to yourself or not, you automatically get ready for the repercussions of this thing that you've you've done or you've said or whatever's happened. And so I think it's a little bit hardwired. I also think it's we're taught by lots and lots of repetition of experiences to react a certain way when certain things happen. Um, I think we were talking about it yesterday. There was a period in my life that I didn't talk very much because it felt like to me that every time I spoke, I was going to get in trouble for something. Mm. Um, so I just, my defense at that point was to uh, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I didn't try to, I, I stopped trying to defend myself verbally or by my actions or anything. I just, boom, just stop. Um, so I think there's lots of things that, that go into it, but we are not taught, which I think we could be from really early on, 
at least my generation was not taught. I'm not sure yours was either. I hope the next generation is being taught that it is okay to admit your flaws. Yeah. And it is okay to admit that two people see something different. Um, like lots of, lots of confrontations in my experience are just caused by misunderstanding. My most recent one is when someone posted something uh, or a comment to some post that Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. And who, I don't know who it was. We but, got that cleared yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, did you? Good, thank you. Um, I apologize for well, that. Well, he, he followed up after I, I, I told him. I couldn't find it again. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm not good enough on Facebook to go back to a comment I made before or that somebody made before. I can't find it. Anyway someone was saying something in support of your position, I read it completely the opposite and thought they were telling you that you need to clean up your own act before you complain about somebody else. Yeah. And it made me mad. Like my mama bear came out and said, <laughs> social discourse and civil responsibility, buddy. You know? <laughs> and it turned out that I was just wrong. Um, and I'm glad you fixed it because I didn't know how. But that's, that's a lot of times that the need to get defensive is not even, there is no need. We make it up. Yeah. And I think the inauguration is one of those. Nobody cared. It wasn't like there was a bunch of, maybe there was. I didn't see it. I didn't see anybody talking about it going, oh my gosh, nobody went to his inauguration. Nobody cared until they brought it up. Exactly. Well, like, then so it became a big issue. Who even cares, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I I do think that it's just, we're, we're, we're just accustomed to defending first. Mm. You know, or, you know, like, like sometimes when you talk with someone and, and they've misunderstood something or whatever, or you're just trying to tell them something and they automatically go, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew, yeah, yeah. Even though they didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens all the time. <laughs> that happens sure. all the time. Yeah. 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 Or, and, and it's. That was, that's like my automatic first response is like, it's that hipster in me. That says, oh, did you know about this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I knew about that. <laughs> Whether, <laughs> You're really like, but tell me more details. <laughs> no, but I mean, especially when I actually did know more about mm -hmm. it. Like, I have this insane thing. Like, everybody has it to a little bit of a degree. This is why they have a word for it as a hipster. I mean, it's like, you, you want to say, I knew about this before you told me. Like, I didn't need your help. Like, yeah. it's really dumb and bizarre, but yeah. anyways, continue. And, and the weird part about it is that you are trying to put, I think, when you do that, you're trying to put yourself in a, a, a position that they'll go, oh, he's so smart. He knows yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I'm making yeah. a, I can make a connection with them because they think I'm really smart. Yeah. Instead, you've just completely severed the relationship because <laughs> you didn't give any validity to them for having said something yeah, yeah. or told you something or, you know, given you a little bit of extra information. and. It's, it's difficult to do, to just sit and listen. Let somebody finish. Absorb what they said before you've got your response ready to go. Yeah, that, yeah. That's our nature. Um, I don't know if it's our nature. It's how we do things yeah. a lot. Um, and I don't think that's just a hipster thing, by the way. <laughs> I no, think that's no, been I, going on for centuries. <laughs> no, I mean, the, just hipster is the current word for it. Oh, okay. Like before it was a know-it-all, whatever, but... No, I just think I it's hipsters meant what kind of clothes you wear and stuff. I mean, there's lots and of And then you shop at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's actually a funny quick side note. Um, I was looking for a really big desk mm -hmm. for my computer setup. I found a really good one on Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking into how you get it. And they're, they're really cheap, but the shipping costs more than the thing itself. Can't I just get it when I go to Cincinnati? And you could. I thought okay. about doing that. And then they're actually, they're opening one here in Indianapolis in 
the fall of this year. Oh, really? But I've also this is this is funny too. Here, let, let's lay this out. Fight Club, the movie. Yeah. In fact, I just was talking about Fight Club, but I didn't realize it. I said the things that own you begin to the things that you own begin to own you, and then. Gilmar Betancourt was one of my viewers. She pointed out that that's from Fight Club. And I was like, oh, right, that is from Fight Club. But anyways, the other thing in Fight Club was at the beginning of the movie, He, the guy, the main character, he buys stuff from Ikea. And ever since I saw that, I was like, man, I can't buy anything from Ikea. I can't be like that. <laughs> but it's like so dumb because like the stuff like that, I don't know how that relates, but somehow that relates where you're like, you don't want to be seen as somebody who does this. Or or like, you don't want to be seen as a hypocrite. I think that the biggest thing that people hate more than anything is hypocriticalness, and yet we're all hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Every single day, every single hour, just by existing, you are a hypocrite. Like, you can't do anything about it. You're a sellout, you're a hypocrite, all that stuff. Like, you talk about like, oh, I'm for world peace. It's like, well, okay, like, look at everything in your house. Every single thing in your house is hypocritical to world peace because you got that instead of working towards world peace. But I mean, that's just like the nature of existence. You have to like tunnel in on like, this is what I'm going to yeah, do. You can't do everything. Yeah. Um, you can't be perfectly virtuous. No, no. And um, even the Pope said recently when he was talking about, um, he made some comments on the immigration ban and he was like, okay, th- one of the biggest sins is hypocrisy. And that is to say you believe one thing but behave in another way. Um, he said it much better than I said it and with a little more detail. But I think that that's true, which is, which is one of the – it comes back to your original question about accepting and acknowledging reality, the truth of things. Um, our tendency to be hypocritical stems from that or that stems from being hypocritical is that we just don't acknowledge reality yeah um and and lots of times for like lifetime goals or what you believe in those change and evolve over time yeah so it's yeah we i was just talking with wyatt about flip-flopping mm-hmm. like people hate when politicians flip-flop it's like well what do you want them to do do you want them just to stick to one opinion for the rest of their life like can it not evolve there was an interesting example of like there's this whole fake news thing that people keep talking about. And the, for some unknown reason, our, the president of the United States is calling actual news fake news. He, I don't think he realizes that when people say fake news, they're talking about like those craftily edited videos on Facebook or just those outright fake news stories. And you know why those fake news stories exist? Mm-mm. I just, I, it finally hit me and I don't know why it didn't hit me before. But there's an NPR story where they interviewed a guy who made a fake news story and why he made it. Just some 21-year-old kid who was doing it for ad money. The video, the article got so many hits, he made like $20,000 off of it. Wow. Just from Google ads placed on the article. That's it. It's like just people want your money. So they're going to lie to you and pander to these beliefs that you think are true just to get that money. So anyway. There's another good reason to get off of Facebook. Yeah. Why did I bring up fake news? I just lost my train of thought. Okay. I can't remember it all. I listened to the tape. Whatever. Okay. But anyway, so we're okay. generally on fake news now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the whole fake news thing, like what the president saying, you know, major um, news outlets that we've trusted for years, although they didn't, we didn't. They didn't do a very good job during the campaign of 
of being objective, call people out on stuff, you know, whether it's factual or not factual. But now that now that it's, you know, the president is in there and it's real, they're you know really pushing hard to really make sure that what they print or what they show on TV or wherever they publish is actually a true fact that they can that can be verified, which is exactly what our our constitution, our country is set up with. There being three branches of government that can have checks and balances, and then a, a, a free press that's allowed to question them, so that the people know because that's that's all we have to rely on. We don't get to talk to the president every day. We don't get to talk to you know the Congress and the senators every day, or even our local um, politicians. The the difficulty I think that we're having right now is that we are not taught to do that from a, a young age, to like really discern how you how you decide whether something you're hearing is true or not. Um, I remembered. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> it always happens, but yeah, go on. Okay. Um, keep it. Don't, don't lose it. Okay. Um, and I, th- I think that that goes along with many of the things that we're not taught. We're not taught from a young age. We talked about it a little earlier today. We're not taught that it's okay to admit that you're wrong. It's not okay to admit that you did something bad and move on from there. Just like it is, it is very, we're not being taught to look at what someone else is doing. Don't assume that it's bad. Don't assume that it's wrong. But don't believe everything that you hear without some critical thinking. I remember when I was teaching school many years ago, when, well, when you were born, um, that critical thinking was like this new age term that we were just starting to think that, you know, maybe we should teach these kids how to think critically, to like look at something objectively examine it you know the whole scientific theory should be done with your inner inner interchanges on a daily basis when you read something when you see something when you talk with someone does that make sense okay maybe it makes sense well it makes sense is it true is there anything you know and 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 so what's the impact of it all of that questioning that logic that critical analysis that you can put a lot of terms to it but it's pretty much common sense but if you don't know that you need to do that I don't I don't think we come out of the womb knowing that we either learn it by watching people the example of others or we're actually taught and I think we're not getting that across the board Mm. from a lot of people it's not it's not even a lack of education it's not that people are stupid um I would I would never believe that is the case at all but I do think that there is we've been taught instead of critically thinking to take authority figures at their word mm-hmm. and of course they wouldn't say it if it wasn't true right you know we make a joke on the internet you know well it must be true it's on the internet right right and, and you know now it's so it's funny but but it isn't really funny if you really it's becoming much less funny by yeah, the day yeah 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 because, it's, it's not funny at all anymore um <clears throat> okay so the what i was trying to say earlier is chuck schumer the lead of the democrats in the senate there he was one of the biggest opponents of this immigration ban after it happened there was a video of him going around saying something saying in an interview like it was 2012 or 2009 i can't remember when saying that oh no we need to look at immigration and maybe we do need to have a pause on syrian refugees coming into the country like i i need to look up this more and then so there's a facebook video that just showed that and it was like okay 
Look at Chuck Schumer. What a hypocrite he is. He thought this back in 2009. Now he thinks this. Couple of problems. One, his mind could have changed. But B, literally two days, I looked into the video because I was like, okay, well, that seems weird. I want to look, I want to know more about this. I used very simple Google searches. I was like, okay, what did he say on that day? Okay, great. He said there was a press conference two days later, or there was going to be a briefing the next day, and he'll make a decision after the briefing. After the briefing, he said, nope, we no pause on Syrian refugees. We'll keep taking immigrants. After the briefing, it was I was informed. I've changed my mind. We shouldn't put a pause on the immigrants. But they didn't put in. that in the video. But of course not, because it's just pushing in an agenda. But here's the real thing. I don't understand what is the agenda. Like, like, especially when it comes to things like accepting refugees, I understand you want safety. And I understand you might be like, okay, well, I just want the, if I were doing it, I'd put a pause on it. But like this distorting facts to push your agenda, is that any way justifiable? No, it's like cheating in a video game. Yeah, it's... it. When you're only playing against yourself. Yeah, it's... it. Oh man, I have I ever told the story about the time I stole the eraser in class? No. This is a good example, actually. So in second grade, I can't believe I did this. It's so weird. Like, and I felt so bad about it. There was a thing of erasers, like little dice, right? Blue dice erasers. And my teacher got them for some reason for us all to use, but you had to return them at the end of the class or whatever. And I stole one. <laughs> I stole one of those little erasers. And the teacher was like, did does anybody know what happened to this last race? And then I was even playing with it in class. And another kid asked me, he's like, oh, is that, is that the missing eraser? And I go, oh, no, no, I brought this one from home. It's like, first of all, I can't believe that kid didn't see through the lie. <laughs> Took you at face value. Yeah. And then I just, I can't believe I did that, but I did. And like, when you look at something like that, it's like, we're capable of anything. Like, because think about something like that doesn't even matter, like an eraser and you're capable of lying about it. Think about something that you think actually matters. You could lie about anything. Yeah. Like well, if it was protecting your family, like you could lie about anything. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to give you a, a little bit of encouragement. The fact that you still remember that incident means that you have a conscience. That was true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still feeling still bad. feeling bad over that particular thing. <laughs> I think that says something about you. Um. I, the problem is, is that sometimes you you tell yourself a lie so often that, or so repeatedly, it, yeah. yeah. Then you forgot that it was a lie, and it's not. You don't even feel bad about it anymore because now you think it's true. Um, and and I think there's a lot of that going on when people are trying to push their social agenda, whatever that might be. And on both sides, I do think um, there was somebody posted a. a a tweet from the president. I don't know if it was before or after he was elected that he that he tweeted that, but it was something about Kate Middleton, um, and and it said it was encouraging him. She he was encouraging her to sunbathe nude or topless or whatever, and he was like, "Come on, Kate," and and I was reading. I was like, "I don't even understand why they why why this is on here." And then somebody posted at the bottom or commented saying, "Okay, I'm not a Trump fan." But he's basically said, oh, so you are the princess of, you know, England and you're sunbathing topless on a beach and paparazzi took pictures of you. It's, you know, you know, 
it's going to happen. It's a good thing. Come on, Kate, go ahead. Sunbathe topless. Mm-hmm. I th- so they it, took it out of context. They took it out of context. And it could have, you know, you, you could read it either way, I suppose. Just Here's like I did what it. you don't need to do with the current president of the United States. Make up anything about him to make him look bad. Yeah. No. You could just show the truth. I mean, exactly. there's no reason yeah. to make like, things. Yeah, don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother trying to gild or yeah, make matters worse. Yeah, somebody else was bit. talking about Obama and they were like, look, it's like, if you're not a fan of Obama, don't make stuff up to discredit him. Just put the things that are actually worthy of discrediting out there. I think it's just such a weird thing. It's like, just this whole, like when people try to say like, oh, you're just like part of the other side. It's like, no, I am not. I do not identify as a Democrat. I do not identify as a Republican. I don't, independent, I I don't classify myself like that. The fact that there's only two parties to vote from is absurd to me. Like, it's just absolutely absurd. You're telling me that of all the people in the United States, first of all, these are the two we get. Like, that's very clearly shows it's whoever has the most money and influence to market, which I'm going to get to marketing in a second. Um, <clears throat> but second is that that's all our ideas, we just have one side or another. That's the sum total of our capability of coming up with new ideas for our country. Like, that's just not the case. I just look at things like, what is it actually like? Like, is what this person's saying a good thing or a bad thing? And, and like, I just keep coming back to this. Like, I don't understand. Like, well, there's a lot of things I don't understand. Let me get, let me just kind of switch topics a little bit here. Okay. Or just continue the topic as, um, Going back to accepting reality and accepting the truth, here's one that's really big for both of us. And I, I, I finally took, I don't know why it took me this long to realize, and I'm not even sure I fully realize it, but when people say to me, oh, you need to be marketing this way, you need to be doing more marketing, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. I always try to defend, it's like, oh. instead what I'm gonna just say is like, I don't like marketing. Maybe I should be doing it. I'm not going to do it. Maybe you're, all of your ideas are right, but here's what I'm going to do. And I don't need to justify myself to you. Please stop talking to me about it. Instead, I've always been like, oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I was like, well, I've been doing this because of this. And like, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm trying to justify what I'm doing. I'm like, no, maybe I'm just a bad marketer. Yeah. Like instead, just say the truth. It's like, oh, I'm probably a bad marketer. I could well, probably be doing more, but I'm not going to. Well, I don't think that's it at all. And, I, and I'm just, well, I do think you're a bad marketer, but... <laughs> Oh, me too. <laughs> but I don't think that's the reason that you don't do it. I don't think you do it because the what you would mar- the reason that you market it is because your goal would be to you know your goal is to do whatever marketing does for you. Yeah. It gets you a lot more viewers. You can get that viewership up. You can get the ad money in. You can you can become famous. You can you know right. whatever it is. You do your art for the sake of doing your art right and and if you develop a following great right but if you don't you're still gonna do your art right yeah so if you if if part of your motivation or it made you feel bad that you didn't get right viewers you'd figure out how to market yeah um well i mean like the studio like that the only reason we would ever market is so that we can do what we want to do. That's the only reason we ever even attempted to do it or do attempt to do it. That's because like the studio is a little different because you kind of need to market just to exist. Like, because mm-hmm. it's not like YouTube or just my videos in general where I could make these at zero cost to just my time. Mm-hmm. But it's no cost, right? Like there's no, 
I mean, maybe opportunity cost, but that's it. It doesn't matter. Like yeah, you know, let's what I'm not saying. get into economics. Just like, yeah, the. But the whole point, which I think a lot of people miss, especially like people who like marketing, where that is the point, like building up a business, marketing, that's their point, making money. Great. Yeah. Totally awesome. That is not the point of why we do things or why I'm just thinking of the studio and YouTube, for example. The reason I make YouTube videos is because I like making videos. I don't care about who's watching them. I don't care about viewership. That stuff is fun, but only in like a very extrinsic like when we finish an adventure archives episode that like it's not like this great big like oh man this is gonna be great now just rolling in the rolling the dough yeah like all this stuff can't wait to see what people say about it no the the fun was making the video that really is true like i the i've been talking to michael and i've been having a hard time getting him to understand that the fun for me is the editing it's the making the video. It's coming up with new ideas. The subject matter is like totally, it's like tertiary. It's not even secondary. <laughs> like I don't care what I'm filming. Like I just like pointing a camera at things and looking at what image it produces and then editing it to music. That's just like in Zumba, I liked teaching classes. I like the actual act of teaching the class and then the interaction you have with the students. Everything else involved in that, I hate it like signing people in, coming up with the waivers and coming up with marketing ideas and then setting prices and like, just stab me in the brain right now. <laughs> You're getting all tense just talking about it. I'm sweating in my heart. I'm sweating right now. Yeah. Well, and, and I like more about it than you do, which is why I think I'm still doing it. Yeah. Um, still not making a lot of money. Although, you know, we're making a little money now. Yeah. Um, I'm not paying for other people to get to exercise now. <laughs> <laughs> which for many years we literally paid for other people to exercise with us, which yeah. is crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but I, but I'm like you, I, I love while I'm teaching that interaction with the people that are, that are with me. But I also like, I love the checking in and chatting with people mm-hmm. and finding yeah, out yeah, about yeah. their lives and staying after and talking and well, all that, mean, kind that of stuff. stuff. That stuff's fine. But yeah. yeah. You know, you know, yeah. Yeah, but the the business part of it, you know, well, I think business is not fun. You know, just in general, it's not fun. Um, but but if some you, people love it. That's yeah, totally exactly. Good on but them. just for me, it's not. And my goal has never, in, in any job that I've ever had, the money was not the motivating factor. I've never asked for a raise in my life. Yeah. You know, if I was getting enough money, I was like, cool, I get to do this. I like what I'm doing, you know that that's good enough um probably not the most profitable way of looking at life but i don't think that for me profitability is is not one of the factors okay so this is the point that i've been trying to get at is that people might be listening to us right now and saying like oh you're just being naive there's nothing wrong with making money all this stuff and here's what i want to get to down to is i want to when people confront me with that type of thing i want to say you could be right I'm still going to do it my way. I just, that's that's all there is to it. It's not like, it doesn't matter if what I'm doing makes any sense or not, okay? I just don't want to keep having to justify myself about why I'm doing it this certain way or yeah. giving reasons. I'm like, it doesn't matter what my reasons are. It doesn't ra- matter what my justifications are. It doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. Am I hurting you by what I'm doing? Yeah. No. 
then well it i think it's really difficult for you and i particularly in that it would never occur to us to say to someone else you need to do what you're doing a different way right like when i say it in my mind right now it's it, it's, it's absurd just, it's absurd like you know or or someone uh it's it sort of like the the inside out of, of gossip or or talking about someone behind their back like like why why would you even think to do that yeah it's weird why would you why would you like what, it's, what difference what difference does it make you know they make a relationship decision that you think is stupid okay but it isn't your relationship it's yeah. theirs they well make, no i think that's a human tendency to just like you you see problems in others very clearly you don't see your own it's like that splinter yeah. thing from the bible but it's also like uh i feel like it's it's just really weird though too because it's like why was that the first thing that occurred to you that you wanted to talk to me about or like if we're having a discussion about like my business yeah and i we're openly talking about like all oh, strategies we could use and stuff then of course like the, i talked about on the podcast today about unsolicited advice like then it makes a lot of sense like okay yeah I'm giving advice but just like giving it out of nowhere it just seems really weird like i can't I have done it. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we all but in, have. But in general, when I do it, I'm like, oh, I'm being kind of a kind of a douchebag here yeah. doing this. And I'm like, I probably, there's no reason for me to do this. Like, it's their life. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. And we, well, and we talked about it a little bit before. And because sometimes when I do have information, I will hold back because I don't want to interject. Right. Even, even when someone's complaining about something, obviously they're complaining about some you know, health or physical activity kind of problem, if they're talking to me about it, chances are they're looking for information. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I find myself even now when someone's, you know, my big deal is, you know, we've talked about a million times, sugar. And when yeah. people complain about joint pain or other things, I, I always want to go, how much sugar do you eat? Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask that question. But instead, before I do now, I find myself going, are you looking for some ideas? Because yeah, I'm a, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be the person who, you know, is the know-it-all. I guess I couldn't be called a hipster, right? <laughs> 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 anyway, um, but, I've, but I have long been an advocate of not giving unsolicited advice. And I think in a parenting situation is the most important time. Mm. As as your children, this is my this is my parenting tip on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe it's unsolicited, but my parenting tip is as your children get older and learn more and more about the world, the less unsolicited advice they need. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah really truly and as they get into their teenage years they need to be there you need to be there for your for your children as they are adolescents and teenagers and college and early adulthood if they need advice and they are searching for it but to continually tell your children what to do or how they should think or how they should do something says to your children I, as the person who knows and loves you better than anybody else, does not trust you to be a human being on mm, your own. Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. is, in my opinion, detrimental to their ability to function in the world. Yeah. Um, as a parent, I will tell you, nothing makes me happier. Well, lots of things make me happier. But I do enjoy, 
<laughs> when you or your brother call me and go, hey, I got a question. And then something in your life is going on and you ask my thoughts on it. It does not bother me one ounce if you don't take my advice. Yeah. And that's the second part of it is you have to trust people, especially other adults, to be able to run their lives on yeah. their own. Mm -hmm. Because if you give unsolicited advice, it means I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And I don't trust you to take care of your life without me having my input. When you give advice, if if the person you're giving advice to is an intelligent, capable, self-sufficient person, they're going to get lots of ideas. And then they're going to take all their experience and all the ideas and then decide what to do and move on. So if they don't take my advice, my advice is given based on my experience. Right. So I, I think that's a... We've been taught through the ages and through various generations that it's okay to tell people what to do and that they should follow what, mm -hmm. what you say because, quote, you have your experiences. Well, I've already been through that, so let me solve that problem for you so you don't have to live through that. Yeah. Well, sorry, that's what life is. Yeah, no, it's kind of funny because I, I think there is a, like, we've gone away quite a bit, actually, in our society from, like, listening to what older people have to say. But I think that's just more of like a, it's like a backlash. Yeah, it's a, a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, knee-jerk reaction. Because, like, I mean, people who do have more experience <clears throat> and are older have a lot to offer. I think the thing is, it's when it's being offered as, like, if you're not doing it my way, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Instead of just, like... Being free to make your own mistakes. Yeah. You know, actually, it's funny. Your brother, my uncle. Um, Who's in town today, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. No. Are you going to go have <laughs> dinner with him or anything? I, I think they're going to leave early. <laughs> okay. Um, the Apparently, he told my, his son, my cousin. So, um, anyways. <laughs> so, I was talking to my cousin, and he was saying that his dad, at when he turned 18 or 21, I can't remember which, he was like, you're not going to tell me what to do? And he goes, no, you're an adult now. You do what you got to do. I'm just another guy you can talk to. Now. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's really different. <laughs> <laughs> You've not had that, that conversation with your dad? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> um, the, I think going kind of back to just everybody's a hypocrite. Yes. Like, I, I want to just keep stressing that because like, I, in the fear that we might be sounding preachy or something, all of these problems that we're talking about are our own, okay? I'm talking about things that we have a problem with, we struggle with, and I look at it, and in my moments of clarity, I'm like, why am I doing that, mm -hmm. you know? But I feel like there, for some reason, we have this need to show ourselves as perfect, it's like we're always putting this facade of like, oh, I've, I know what's going on. And like, it's kind of funny too, because like, I don't know what people think about me just from watching my vlog. People who have never met me in person, but they see these 10 minute videos, five to 10 minute videos of me every day. And they formed a picture in their head of who I am or who I'm not. And it's like, yo, you have no idea how messed up or not messed up I am. <laughs> like in certain aspects, I'm like, I'm on the ball. In other aspects, I am not on the ball at all. And like, I don't have it together in some areas. I do have it in others. But it's like, we like, think about first dates, right? First date, you're trying to show yourself as like, oh, I'm, I'm a very interesting person. <laughs> <laughs> I do all sorts of interesting things every day. When we could like, 
just imagine how much better we could all connect if we just said to each other from the get-go, yeah, some days, man, I get up in the morning and then I don't do anything the entire day. And I love it. <laughs> like, I don't have a full-time job, right? No, I mean, I, I have full-time, I have a job, okay? I do freelance video. But you but don't have not, to go to work eight to five. I don't have to day. go to work eight to five. And sometimes work doesn't come in and I'm doing nothing. <laughs> like if besides the YouTube videos, I'm doing nothing. I haven't done anything since like January 15th or something. Whenever I finish those, that subtitling work, I haven't done like any, well, a little bit. Getting off point here. What I'm trying to say is, is that the sometimes, I used to, especially not so much anymore. I used to feel like I had to justify myself to, as to what I was doing every day. People are like, yeah, all the time, what are you doing every day? I'm like, I don't know, what do you do every day? When you sit in an office, do you think you're working from the full eight hours? Because I can tell you when I worked in an office, I worked maybe three out of the eight hours <laughs> and I'm not the only person in that office who worked like that. So, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, but my point is, I got a point. The point is, is that why aren't we just all honest and upfront about that? And like, even if you're like a bad person in some ways, why aren't we just upfront about that in, in other ways? Like, just a very extreme example. I don't even know anybody who would fit this bill. But say you're a racist. What if you just told people, it's like, yeah, I'm a racist. I'm working on it though. I don't wanna be a racist. Or even if you wanted to be a racist, like, yeah, I'm a racist and I wanna be a racist. You'd be like, okay, well, now I know I don't need to talk to you yeah. <laughs> or just whatever well, it happens to be. Well, I think there are plenty of people that are some in our administration who have just basically said, I think, you know, these people are you know, different from me and so I don't want to be around them. Um, but I, I, I do think that it goes back to our fundamental um, hardwiring that in general... We want people to like us? We want people to like yeah, yeah. us. So you can't... If you have doubts about whether you're, you know, the perfect person, yeah, 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 then then just imagine you, you, somebody who's not you, <laughs> somebody that's not you, and they're and they don't even know all of you, so they don't know all your good things. You know, maybe they'll only see your bad things. So you put up this this facade. But I, maybe I've said this on here before, but I read, you know, you know th those weird things they put on the internet. You know, like do this, do this, do this. You know, to have a happy life. Yeah. And one of them is, you know. Be honest in your relationships with people because you don't want somebody to fall in love with somebody you're not. Yeah, and then that's you're stuck a huge because the, and that happens a lot, and not just falling in love, but in in interacting on a daily basis with people. There's some of my students that I will, you know, I interact with them a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So eventually, I think I have an idea of who, who they are, um, and I think all of my students are really great. Great. I don't think anybody's bad, and. and but I didn't find out, not bad things about them, but just whole parts of their lives that I had no idea. That make them immensely interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had this idea of who they were, so I didn't even bother to find out the other stuff. Well, I mean, it's also yeah. hard. I mean, it it's is just hard. hard to find out yeah. everybody. But when you do, you're like, wow, I didn't know you did that. Or, wow, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that was going on in your life. Um, as the focal point, me myself as the focal point for our, the studio and then the instructors as the focal point for each class people tend to get to know us better right because right, yeah, yeah. every one of them is in you know you're interacting this way and they've only got one of you to get to know right that's true but going the other way is harder which makes your brain that likes to be efficient even more adapted at 
taking little bits of information and then forming an opinion. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we, I just think we do it all, all the time. I also think that there is something about getting to know people a little bit at a time mm. that is a little, your brain just can't take it all in. Yeah, that's so true. Just dude. can't it's take like it all in. Can't. If you have a first date and you go, yeah, I'm really interesting in these ways and I'm not very interesting in these ways and I'm kind of, you know. Yeah, so it I, might be a little too much at once. Like, like, what? Those don't even make sense together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just, I learned, uh, me and Nathan are doing a music remix of a Mega Man song and I had to learn the part on marimba. And the first day I, I, I tried it, like I learned the notes <clears throat> And then I was like, okay, well, this is about all I can do today because there's only so much your brain can do. You cannot play it perfectly after one day. It is physically, I think, impossible. You have to sleep on it and those connections in your brain have to form. Play it again the next day, the connections get a little stronger. Play it again the next day, the connections are a little stronger until like the fourth day. I think it was only the third day. I had it down, like it's boom. And if I continue to do that every day, it would get so refined to that's where like, expertise actually comes in it's just refining that and in the same way i think that's how you have to learn people yeah too, is you have to take a little bit at a time boom 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 yeah and then you get it otherwise picture. it goes back to the analogy you made about something else earlier today is like drinking out of a fire hose yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like that so while it might be efficient to be brutally honest and totally self-divulging well, yeah. all the time it might not be effective in getting to know one another that's actually a good point because I've been struggling with that because I want to get to that point faster with people. Like I just, I want to lay it all out right in the front, in the beginning. I just want to start talking and like, and then like the perfect example in the vlog, I never curse on the vlog. When you know me in person, like you might be able to tell just from watching the vlog, I curse all the time, but it's like, not like an offensive, like F this and F that and S this and I can't even S something. <laughs> But um, I curse and it sounds fine when you know me. But like if I started talking exactly the way I talked to you, to somebody I just met, that's probably a little too strong. for. The first, but lots of times people are like, oh, I love that. It's like what you see is what you get about somebody. Yeah. You know? Well, people like what you see is what you get if they like what they got. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true that's yeah. not even exactly what i was going to say but it came out that way and i think it's perfectly said uh so i i, I part of it leads back to something we've talked about in the past and that is the patience to enjoy this process mm. and not you want to get to that point where you have the relationship like you and i have or you yeah, and nathan true. have yeah, yeah. and and that's just not how it works that is so true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just have to have time, like enough time spent with each other. Well, so we, we were talking the other day about, you know, bringing new people into your life and then trying to combine them with the other people you already have in your life. Mm. That comfortable, you know, feeling that you are, you know, you start dating somebody new and you bring them around your friends and you want them to have the relationship with your friends that you have with your friends. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, that they is might have. So they true. might actually Man, just, get to that, but it's the process of getting there is what your life is about. And if you, you know, 
If you want to get to where everybody has that relationship already with skipping the the getting there. Yeah, that's so true, man. Because like so many times, like my friends, when they have a girlfriend or vice versa, like trying to integrate those groups, like either here's what usually happens with all my friends is that there's no interaction. It's like you never it's never like me and my girlfriend and my friends or my friend and their girlfriend and or boyfriend as the case may be and me all interacting with each other instead it's just like one or two oh hello yeah yeah in fact brennan and kara brennan and his wife that's the first time i've had a friend who's had a girlfriend or wife or whatever who i've actually spent a significant amount of time with to where the there's a relationship starting to develop not just like i know them through my friend but i know them as as, just a person yeah you know yeah and that 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 takes time to develop that relationship um like my good friend, her sister and brother work with her husband in their home. Mm-hmm. And when I I was friends with my friend and her husband first, and then, you know, I met her brother and her sister regularly. And then now I, if I, if I talked about them to someone, I wouldn't say it's my friend's sister. I say my friend. Yeah. I would never think point. to call, you know, Faith my friend's sister. No, she's my friend now. Yeah. Um, and even her child is becoming my friend. And, yeah. you know, the, those relationships, but they don't, you don't build that in a minute. And if that's, if you want to get to that faster, you're just wishing away the making of a friendship. Oh, man, that is so interesting because the, there are things that can happen immediately. Yeah. Like love at first sight, that is a real thing. Yeah. And man, it is powerful. But it, it's also, I think it's kind of a little separate from an actual meaningful relationship. Like I think almost that's like just purely chemical and like reptile brain. And it's like, yup. Yeah. That's I like att- what I'm seeing. <laughs> that's attraction at first sight. That is not love at first sight. Yeah. You and don't you don't have that immediate, I want only the best for you. I want you to have the happiest life yeah, ever. Yeah. I'm you know, I'm not gonna give up my life for you, but I want you to Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't feel that at first, you just like I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I think that's where the misconception is coming from. Is we think that that love at first sight is how it's supposed to work. Like, so we're like, if, if I'm not feeling that, then clearly this is not a good relationship. Like, it's not, especially this whole concept of, like, the one relationship, um, especially when it's, like, a romantic relationship. Man, I cannot tell you how many times, like, as a single person who has no responsibilities, like, I, I, I really enjoy that. Like, I'm just, no, there's no two bits and bobs about it i was like i love my freedom i love not having to answer to anybody it's just like my favorite thing in the world just when i see people like walking in the store who are clearly a couple and i look at them and they look like they hate each other (laughs) it is the most where's my what was my point with this this is the most depressing thing in the world to me because i feel like uh I mean, this might be coming from my own experience too. I feel like they were hoodwinked by the love at first sight thing. Yeah, I think they were. I think that I think that is the difficulty in many romantic relationships of every sort, and length, longevity, everything, is that you you had that chemical reaction, mated with somebody that wasn't a good mate for you, and but then you made that lifelong commitment. Yeah, yeah, and and. I think that when I look at the relationships that I think are 
the ones that have stood the test of time and still they like each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the important thing is that as you grow, you continue to like each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you may still love each other and want the best for each other, but not together. Yeah. Um, are those that started maybe with that big attraction at the beginning, but they were friends first. They could talk to each other. They developed mm. that relationship just like you do any other friendship. When you have that, chances are as you grow older and your relationship is longer, you may you may both change, but you'll be talking about those changes as you go mm. as opposed to changing and changing in different directions but never discussing it, and then suddenly realize you're on the other side of the world from that person yeah, and yeah, your yeah. opinions and your what you want out of life. Um, so I, I do think people are hoodwinked. But I, I, I challenge you now when you go out in the world, <laughs> start looking for the ones that are smiling at each other. Look at people in their cars. Mm. There's a lot more of it going on than you realize. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I No, I see plenty of it. It's just I was remembering. I was at Target the other day, and I was just like, I was going to, actually, it was Brennan's daughter's birthday party, and I was going to Target trying to get her a, a Chewbacca toy. Apparently, she likes Chewbacca. It's her favorite. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> really like something she like. She's so cute. Um, but uh, I, they didn't have any Chewbacca toys. But I was just like, I felt so like free. I was just like walking in there and I was like, I'm just getting this Chewbacca toy. I got no cares in the world. <laughs> and I was walking around and I saw multiple couples like walking and then they were just like picking up, I don't know, shampoo or something. <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, oh man, they look miserable. Oh, they look miserable too. <laughs> um, so that just freshened my mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there are, it's funny. I forgot that I read this book. It's uh, by this dude named Colin Wright. He's kind of like, a, you know, Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never actually Those played Pokemon. Round yeah. Thingies. But apparently, the Pokemon they evolve. So like, and they can have different evolutions. So they start all out as like a Pikachu, and then they turn into a Raichu, and then they turn into a Pichu or whatever. I think that's how it works. But anyways, um, Andrew's always joking that Fun for Louie is like me if he offshooted from a. He, we're from the same starter Pokemon, but we evolved in different <laughs> ways. <laughs> There's a dude named Colin Wright who he travels the world and he has he has a blog and he lets people vote on where he's going to go next and he just he doesn't have a home and he's like a minimalist and just like travels the world. He's another offshoot of me. Ah. Okay, we're another another evolution. Like I I'm kind of an interesting one because like I'm like the I'm like the wannabe uh, an explorer but also really like being at home. <laughs> <laughs> You're the, the homebody home explorer. <laughs> I'm like, man, let's see what we could explore in the house. I'm sure there's something new I haven't found. <laughs> Anyways, he had a book. <laughs> Can't remember what it's called, but it's about relationships. And he actually said that, like, he's, he just talks about relationships. He said when he broke up with somebody, they actually had a party with all of their friends, their mutual friends. And they're like, this is a breakup party. We're not going to be together anymore. Let's have a party all together. We're not going to be hanging out anymore. We could still hang out as individually as friends, but like us as a group are no longer, or us as a couple are no longer a thing. And it's just like a going away relationship. I think that's party. a great idea. And they also, he also suggests like even coming up with like a breakup plan, like acknowledging up front to that person is like, we may not be right for each other. We both have a feeling that this is a, could be a good relationship. Um, but acknowledging that, that goes kind of back to what I'm talking about from the beginning is facing reality. It's like every time you meet somebody new, I don't know if other people do it, 
I'm sure they do because whenever I think that I'm the only person who does, of course other people do. Yeah. But everybody, like the first time they meet somebody, like, oh man, this person's perfect. They we got all these interests in common. <gasps> I defy. <laughs> Sorry. What? Don't you remember? Oh yeah, you know, we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about that. Oh my god, what a fool I was. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, the it's like the first time you meet somebody that that you think is really perfect. Like you start filling in all these like fairy tale things, and it's like that's fine. Like if you wanna if you wanna play that game, I encourage you to play that game. Watch where it goes. I, I mean, this is I far be it for me to tell you what to do. You do your thing. I've already done it. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. <laughs> but um, it's like you start filling in all these like movie blanks. Oh, it's just like movie and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And like a much the, the way I'm looking at it now, it's like, how about we just like see it? Like, how about we just acknowledge all the cool stuff? and like, oh, that's really great. There's so many coincidences, blah, blah, blah. But let's also not like get ahead of ourselves and be like, oh, man, it's fate. And yeah. All this stuff. and. Well, because you do fill in a lot of blanks, just like, I mean, our brain is designed that way. That's you true, see yeah. a little bit of something, your brain will go through all the stuff you've experienced, and it'll fill in the rest for you. Yeah. It's like those, you know, things where they just put the first and the last letter of words. And, yeah, and you can and they and jumble you can, up and you, can, the and you can read it just, just fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, th- I think what happens is that you, you start filling in blanks. And then when they do something that's incongruent with the blank you filled in, then you're pissed off at them. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, you just, you disappointed me. Yeah. You know, like, no, I'm mad. I'm now I'm mad because you didn't meet my expectations that I just made up out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to know you. Yeah. And and in fact, the way they actually are might be something you'd like even better but it doesn't meet what you expected. Right. So you won't, you don't even give that part of them a chance. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of sad, but yeah. it happens a lot. It does happen a lot. Yeah. Well, I guess we're almost up to an hour. So I, really? I guess we could close okay. with thoughts. Okay. Well, here's my, here's my, my summary is that, um, it, while it might be helpful to just accept reality all the time, mm-hmm. Um, I think doing it slowly and enjoying the process is probably a little more conducive to living a happy life. That's probably true. Yeah. No, I think uh, I, that's kind of always been my, my, I don't know, there's just something in me that really wants to get to the heart of matters and stop and live more, um, <clears throat> less hypocritically, you know, and more truthful and like, like it's something I've struggled with for a lot because I haven't done it, but I still feel like there's some way to always be telling the truth and like be yeah. completely virtuous. But I don't think there actually is like, no, no, I think, I, I think you might be right. What I don't think that, that it's not that you can't always be truthful, but you don't have to tell the whole truth the whole all story, at once. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't you can't force feed someone your personality. You can't do like a Vulcan mind meld and have them feel everything and know everything and understand everything that you understand. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the so that that discourse, that interaction is well, it's half the fun. Maybe That's true, maybe yeah. all the fun. But what you what you want to what I think that you want to avoid is to in those interactions give someone a false impression because you're pretending one way but really feeling or thinking another. Mm, that's the worst. That is the worst. It's, well, it, it hurts them 
because you've closed yourself off. You've not really said who you are. And it hurts you because you've had to you've had to hide a part of yourself. And the one thing that I think we're all realizing now is that when you pretend, even convincing yourself that you are something that you're not, and you beha- and you behave in a way that doesn't fit you, it is never going to turn out well. No, it's going to explode like a volcano sometime, and and that will that will not that will not serve either one of you well. So. Uh, the oh, a final note. <laughs> I do think, however, though, when you are in a quote public position and you've made a promise to look out for the interest of other people, then you got to be honest. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I don't think you get to hide things, um, and if you make mistakes, you've got to like. I, I'm so impressed with Adele. And what she did during the Grammys. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, she, um, you know, sometimes when I'll start a song in Zumba and I can't remember what song I'm doing or what the steps are and I start again, I'm like, I can't recover. I got to start again. (laughs) She did that. And apparently on like the, the year before at the Grammys, she started, she got messed up, couldn't figure out where she was and never really recovered and did not do well. This time she's halfway through the song or into the song and just goes, stop, stop. We're starting again. I I don't know. Something's wrong. And she started again and did beautifully. I think there's something about exhibiting that vulnerability in your life to go, I was wrong. Yeah. I am so sorry. I was wrong. Let me try again. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is a certainly an okay thing to do. And and it gives people, even, even if you're a public figure, especially if you're a public figure and you've got an obligation to be honest and truthful in your, in your information that you give out to the public, it's it's okay to make mistakes. It is not okay to pretend like they aren't mistakes or yeah, that it didn't that, happen. It's just like baffling. I think yeah, in a public figure position, like it's getting old. Yeah. Like you got to stop it. Like all these public figures constantly. Like, I mean, <clears throat> like just even just like these self rationalizations. Like the most famous one is like I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. It's like yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I understand that you're trying to like skirt around the truth with like your wording, but it's ridiculous. It's old. Stop doing it. Especially if something like that doesn't matter. It's like, man, I don't care if you did that. Okay. (laughs) I care if you like lied about something that actually mattered, you know? I mean, but a lot of people did care about that. That's for you and your family to deal with. Yeah, whatever. The point is, is that like, it's acknowledging the truth. And I, I, it's perfectly understandable that we want to try to play things off and be like, Oh no, I didn't do that because people have lambasted us before for that. Like when you're in an elementary school, you trip and you fall, bah! everybody starts laughing at you and try to play it off, whatever. Or like you do something stupid. Everybody's laughing and you try to play it off. But once you're an adult, like it's both sides. If you make fun of somebody for making a mistake, or if you're trying to play it off, those are both unnecessary yeah you can make a mistake and then you just get over it and then nobody should be telling you that you made a mistake no. i agree so anyway i don't know <laughs> if that made any sense <laughs> no i think it does make it does make sense it's it's just maturity it's 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 knowing that we're human you're going to do some things that you that you're glad you did them you're gonna do some things that you're not so glad you did them yeah but it's it's all about moving forward taking those experiences and do what you can with them um there's there's no right or wrong and if it happened we've talked about that before can't disagree with reality you yeah. can't you can't unless you're go, the president unless you're the president you then you can just make it all you want you can make up your alternate facts um 
but in general, if something happened, then that's the way it was supposed to happen because that is the way it did happen. Yeah. And no, what, no matter what your philosophical views are of, you know, different timelines, you know, whatever, it, that is the way it happened in this timeline. So just move on. Okay. All right. I think that's a good ender. Thank you for watching. See you next time. Oh, this camera's been off for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I should have said goodbye because I waved instead. <laughs>